Now, this was in the early days where we were not very popular. No, this is, are you kidding? Are you joking with this? My top broke. I can't work under these conditions. Someone get me a new pose. 201th is my, that's my limit. I can't. <laughs> My bad. drink. The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and bad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere. Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Rachel. Welcome back, guys. We are on our 200th and once. here's what happened okay we don't celebrate milestones that well nor do we notice milestones half the time if we're being honest and we recorded our 200th episode and then went oh shit (laughs) we recorded our 200th episode and didn't even say anything about it so now you get well Isley suggested she was like that came from me (laughs) was you yeah. Well, the one, the 200, one. Yeah. that was, that was Isley. She was like, you should just really just play it up. It's the one, 201 <laughs> episode. And I was like, can you stop saying that? <laughs> Say that one more time, Isley. <laughs> Say that one more freaking time. But here's the thing. We are self-identified, really terrible at milestones. There's a couple other things that we're pretty terrible about. I'd like to call those out too. Yeah, let's <laughs> Since, do that. You know, I feel like it's it's one of those things that if you notice you're bad at it, you call it out and then like maybe you work to fix it. But another one that we are fairly terrible about that I was thinking about the other day is sharing how much we do with our community and for our community outside of our community. We just do these things like we give away leggings every single day, (laughs) multiple times a week for the month of October and January and May. And (laughs) that go along with all of the free challenges that we put out as motivators or like when we have a new product coming up like we've sent we were doing like you know some of our like top 10 customers and then 10 customers behind that and then behind that and behind that we were sending them just like the new releases like it's just like members that are in our community or like really call out members and like we just do that stuff all the time and we never really like stop and like think about it or even internally talk about it and say like this is you know it's just really great we do this or like, you know, just stop. And it's the same thing with celebrating milestones. Like we'll hit, we've recorded 200 episodes and half of that was during a pandemic and times where we've been in the ebbs and flows of our lives too. And when you listen to people, when you talk to people, when they host a show, you kind of forget that, you know, they're out here living their lives 
every day and just doing their best and went through a pandemic and try to figure out how we could record remotely. And then we've had challenges around that. And, and then just being in a space where like, you know, I've hosted a fitness podcast and I'm not, you know, working out that much right now. And how do I share that? And how do I talk to my community about that? And I just, with in alignment with the things that we have done not so well, I want to say like, good for us. And we've really tried to just keep it real and keep it authentic with you guys and share those struggles when they felt appropriate and when we were ready to talk about them or even to just share like fitness used to be or dedicated fitness in a gym used to be a really big part of my life. But right now it's walking and I'm going to share that with you guys. And I'm still qualified to be on this podcast and hold this podcast and be a leader in the space that this is where I'm at right now. And I just good for us. I'm always telling all of the girls, you know, if you can't clap for your damn self, then who do you expect to clap for you? So we'll take that advice today and we're going to celebrate our 200th episode, 201th, excuse me, excuse me. And we're going to go back over some of our favorite episodes and some of our not so favorite episodes and take a little bit of a trip down memory lane to all the way that all the ways in which this podcast has changed from the first episode, which seems like a long time ago, and to um, all the way to the 200th and once. And I feel like it's going to be a fun trip. And it's also going to be a really memorable way to celebrate this milestone, which we we're working on it. We're working on it. And I want to open with saying, you know, I'm really glad you said that. I think that I do want to get into more about like the inner workings of, you know, a podcast and people and people doing their best. And But I also want to say that it is important to celebrate you and I and all of the bravery that you put forth to start this with me and show up with me every week and the dedication that you've shown to all of the research and all of the thought that goes into all of this. And I just want to say freaking hats off to you because you have been an incredible co-host and I would not have made it 200 episodes with anyone else. That's for sure. That's, that's for sure. Definitely. You know, we had a a guest on last week too. And she said, I didn't know y'all were sisters sneak peek or you guys have already listened to it, but she's, she's from the South. So that made sense for that accent. (laughs) And she was like, how does that go? You know? And we were so, I was like, just, um, in a moment of gratitude, just so you know, it goes really well. <laughs> like, and that's not even just that we show up with sunshines and rainbows every week, but we do show up as ourselves. So there's some pride in that where like, either it's just like, I don't know, but here I am and I'm showing up for you guys and I'm showing up for you and we're doing it. That's what we're doing. So you want me to ask you, how about if I ask you? first. And then you asked me back because that's how that goes. What was your favorite episode that we've recorded in the past 200 weeks? (laughs) (laughs) When you ask it like that. So I think a lot of our 
episodes had some overlap for what our best, our favorite and least favorite, not least favorite, but you know what I mean, that we weren't so in love with. But one of the ones, so I can't say this is my like absolute favorite, but one of the ones that stuck out to me was the episode that shall not be named because I thrive on controversy. <laughs> And it might just be where I'm at right now. I'm thriving in controversy because I can't win in any direction. So I'm just like, been like, okay, cool. Here we are. But the episode that shall not be named was when we attacked soda. And <laughs> that was um, a scarier one to release because we know how attached people are to soda and how conditioned and how angry it would be for us to attack soda a little bit and just honestly talk about some of the marketing that goes into soda, some of the harmful effects on your body that are going, that are coming from soda and how we've just been conditioned to kind of ignore those under the guise of diet, which just really speaks to the diet industry. So it wasn't really so much for me, like specifically about soda. It was the idea that we are going to put diet or low whatever on certain things and be like, Hey, if you're looking to live a healthy lifestyle, this is the one for you. And it's the trickery for me. Like oh, stop trickery for me. Yeah. Like stop tricking. And I was one of these people. I t I've talked about it in the past with my turkey bacon that I was tricked into turkey bacon <laughs> feeling like, you know, if I wanted to live like a quote unquote healthy lifestyle and needed to include turkey bacon, which I didn't even like. <laughs> I don't like it. But I think the same thing happens with diet, diet sodas and just the overall, especially in American lifestyle consumption of diet and soda drinks and just how harmful they can be for people. And I was passionate about it because I was like, you know what, this information really needs to be shared and someone needs to be brave to say it. I lost sleep for, I don't even know how long about that episode. I do not thrive on controversy. I think some people who listen to the podcast might think that that isn't true. They might, they would think that's the opposite actually. Yeah, that's not, that would be a misrepresentation of me. I actually, that's not where I'm comfortable. And um, I just have a big ass mouth with big ass views, but I actually don't really enjoy controversy. So that one took a lot for us to record. I'm glad we did. We, we just keep coming forth with, you know, things that we feel like need to be said. And, and that is what it is. So, it is what it is. It is. Now you have to ask me. Okay. What are some of your top favorite episodes, Rachel? What is your top favorite episode? It was a hard one. So I did it in like sort of, I did categories. Mm -hmm. It's 200 episodes. Jesus. I mean, no, we, I know. That's why I was like, I don't have a favorite one, but I'm going to name a couple of my faves. My, my favorite early episode, which... Obviously, as you do something more, it gets, I don't know about more polished, but it certainly gets more comfortable and you find yourself being able to be a little bit more real and whatever. But one of my favorite early episodes, although some of those seem a little forced now for me, like I was just sort of like not comfortable behind the microphone. 
but I loved abs are made in the kitchen because I felt like at that time that no one was saying that. And I felt like, and now looking back on it, there are so many influencers out there being like, listen, it, there is a, there's a huge amount of genetics that play into this. Like it isn't, you can be the same body fat percentage as someone else and the exact same body fat percentage and they have visible abs and you don't. And like all of this like self-loathing that went into the aesthetic goal of what abs are and that there's so much hardship that goes into quote unquote hardship that goes into developing them and that they're not even an indicator in any way of like health <laughs> or physical fitness or gold star for I, I just I was happy to have the platform to finally say that because having been in the fitness industry for so long I was I was so tired of that being the be all end all and the the links people were going to to try to gain that gold star so I was really happy to say that fit looks different on everyone and that abs abs ain't it <laughs> I really love that you brought that one up because I think that a lot of people don't remember that we were saying that before it was cool or before it was a thing. And I think that, you know, not to be like, oh, we're such trendsetters, but we are. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's still not. Most of the fitness industry is still glorifying a visible six pack or visible abs for sure. But I think that the difference in some of that messaging that a lot of people have missed along the way as they've picked up abs aren't made in the kitchen or that like visible abs isn't a gold star fitness or that it just relies on a ton of genetics where you carry your body fat. What people have missed is then they started shaming people in the other direction. And James Smith is one of the ones that come to mind where he's like, he, he says like six pack ball bag Pete or something like that. You know, it's like one of the things that he uses all the time. That's just kind of like, ha ha ha. But like the idea there is a little bit missed because you're not a douchebag if you have abs. And then in another circle, you are a God. If you have it, like, it's just neither one it's irrelevant. And I think that's the nuance that a lot of people who have picked up this concept are missing is that it's not one way or the other. It's not better, worse, or you have to have this like insanely fit and restrictive lifestyle if you have visible abs and then if you don't, cause it's, it's essentially pushing the same thing that like six pack ball, ball bag, Pete, whatever it is, <laughs> is living this lifestyle where it's completely restrictive and he spends 10 hours in the gym or, you know, things like that. It's still putting it on a pedestal that it doesn't even belong because same person could have the exact same diet and spend as much time in the gym and still not have visible abs. You're missing the point. If you go to almost shaming either body type for being better or worse or just even relevant so aesthetics are I, they're not it they're not the health indicator i mean we've been saying that from the literal beginning and so i love and that was episode 15 like that was really early on for us and it was pretty like huh because like most fitness podcasts at episode 15 are putting out how to get 
Yeah. <laughs> we went the opposite direction. It was like how to get abs. And we were like, abs aren't made in the kitchen. And here's the thing. Genetics play a ton of influence in this. And some people will never have visible abs and be living a healthy lifestyle. Those two things are not coexisting at the same time for many bodies. <laughs> still saying it. And I'm still going to say probably the quote I've been quoted back from that episode the most. Abs aren't made in the kitchen. They're made in utero. Everyone has them. So let's please stop glorifying some and shaming others because everybody has abs and the rest is irrelevant. Do they protect your spine is really the only thing that matters. Protecting your spine. <laughs> All right, I'll give you I'll give you a top three. What do you got? So you so uh so the next the one that I have is beauty isn't the rent we pay to exist. I love that episode. I also feel for some of these that being young in our podcasting experience, I think that both of us were a little bit more reserved on the things that we wanted to say or even ner- even mo- just a little bit more nervous about anything being misconstrued. And I've lost a lot of that. I think that I just have gone with, we've recorded 200 episodes and there is not a chance that I'm not going to say something wrong over that period of time. And all that I can do is really do my best to try and say how I feel at the moment, what I think about a topic and beauty isn't the rent we pay to exist is a really important topic for women to just get this idea like flowing because it it inserts itself in every aspect of your life where you feel your importance and your value is whether it's on your body, whether it's, you know, how you, how you look, what size you are at that moment, you know, what you deserve from your relationships, what you deserve from your job. It's just like, it translates itself in so many different ways. And as soon as we let go of that, and let go of the idea that you, the ultimate compliment is not being beautiful. For me, I'm like, thank God. (laughs) I am so much more than that. And every woman is so much more than that. And to water ourselves down to our physical appearance is a sad, sad world. I obviously love that episode. I think that it is probably one of the most fan favorite that with like fuck the scale. I, there, there's a couple that are really high when people comment back to us what is their favorite episode. I think Beauty Isn't the Rent is definitely high up there. And I can see why because it is a freeing concept. It really is a freeing concept to know that rent is not due and, and that you don't owe anybody anything. It opens the doors to a lot of possibilities. And I think a lot of people want the doors to be open, Um, especially women when it comes to beauty standards and body image and all of the things that we have been made over a lifetime to feel as if we are, we owe somebody. So I, I love the fact that rent isn't due and it's been paid. You paid it just showing up is all you owe. And after that, it's completely up to you, the direction you want to take your life. And that's like a really 
I think just just something we can all get behind together. And that's why I think that one is is so mm, important to listen to. Yeah. But I also I have those regrets where I'm like, this is such an important topic. I could have done it better. I mean, <laughs> like you, I mean, literally, like you said it. it I mean, how how many words can come out of your mouth and be recorded? And have you not say like, shouldn't have said that, should have said this, could have said that better. That wasn't clear. That wasn't what I meant. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's the, it's the name of the game. And it's also what it is to be in the arena. And um, it isn't for everybody. And some days I'm like, is it for me? <laughs> I know some, but yeah, but can't we just like normalize that for a second? Like, isn't that for everything? Like some days are you like momming and you're like, is this for me? <laughs> I feel like it's like one of those things where you're like, if you're mildly self-aware, you ask yourself this question a lot. Like, am I doing the right thing? Is this for me? Is this the path that I should be on? Like, should anyone have ever given me a microphone? <laughs> I, I ask myself these it. questions. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a, another, another good episode. I can't remember. Well, we have imposter syndrome as one of our top episodes as well. Actually, that was on my list. Thank you very much. Well, I I can say that's one of mine too. Oh, you well, can't own it. I was on the podcast. Well, I mean, okay, but <laughs> I <it> first. <laughs> yeah, I think we definitely did touch on that in imposter syndrome. And I think we um, touched upon it in several episodes about, you know, the man in the arena and, and what it what it kind of means to be up for criticism all the time and to just do it anyway. And I loved imposter syndrome. That was 118. And that was one that we got so much feedback on with regards to so many layers of women identifying with this concept in their life, like professionally, in their personal relationships, just it, like being a mom, like all of these areas, people were finding that they really were struggling with imposter syndrome. And I mean, the reason why we brought that up was because we were at some point. But doesn't that show you something, guys? Like, don't you hear something there when we put out something that talks about imposter syndrome and so many women and so many people flood to the gates and saying, like, I know about imposter syndrome. That should tell you one thing. No one knows what the hell they're doing. Nobody knows. So like I used to think there was this like playbook that everyone had a hold of in life that I just didn't get. And I was like, why didn't get, why didn't get the playbook? <laughs> does anyone have an extra coffee yeah. like I should be feeling this I should be here I should be doing this and like or maybe like you know I'm I'm at this place and this company and and you know in my relationships I've re reached a certain like milestone I should be here I should be there and the reality is nobody has it figured out and the moment you take that in and realize that like you're not missing anything. That is also a freaking concept. It's the ultimate equalizer. It's like, I remember on that episode highlighting the fact that, who was it? Michelle Obama had a mm. quote saying like, I feel imposter syndrome every day. 
multiple times a day. And some of these people, authors that you're like, what? Like you have it all together. You say some of the most profound things that have literally shaken me to my core and like made me feel like uh, seen and a more that I can better identify the workings, the inner workings of my life. And you don't think you know what you're doing. You don't think you have it together. Like that was very, you know, profound to me. And I, I think that just knowing that we're all in this crazy rock floating around space together and that nobody knows what they're doing is an often um, same, same as beauty isn't threat. It's, it's like that, that, that freedom that lets you really truly do it the way you want to do it. Yeah. I also, did you want to say, Oh, okay. I'll just say one more. Damn girl. Get one in a while. Wait, are you hearing that or no? <laughs> what? What? What's happening? Oh what? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> there keeps being this song that keeps coming on. I don't know what it is. It keeps like blasting itself in my headphones, and then it turned off. I don't know if it's like on in Mark's computer, and he started. You know what? I think he started working out, and. <gasps> Oh, his Spotify is on his computer. Yes. <laughs> He's just playing his workout music while you're trying to record in your headphones. That's convenient. Should Thanks, we come, Mark. Should I'm we come back on? I'm off my list of favorite episodes. That's it. Well, clap back in to say that. Oh, I thought we were leaving this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I clapped it. It. Let the people know. These are the things. This is a real talk. Sometimes you're recording and Mark starts working out and whatever freaking crazy. He likes those screaming music. Yeah, it started playing in my headphones as you were talking. And then I just looked like a crazy person because I started like looking around and being like, she's still talking. Like she's not hearing this. And then I was like, <laughs> You know what? I feel like it might be a good segue into the the adversity that we faced while recording our podcast. Oh, good one. Okay, you guys, we you have to know this kind of stuff because we can only look back on this and laugh now, but at the time it was really not funny. <laughs> but now we can laugh. Okay, so when we first started the podcast, we were at a different location than we are now. And we had no dedicated space to this. We didn't even really have dedicated space to anything. So um, the gym shared a room with short production, shared a room with half the the offices. Like it was, it was, it was a vibe. We were working our way up. And so when we decided to do the podcast, we actually had to shut down all shirt production to have a room to do it. So... (laughs) There could be no shirts being printed at all for however long it took us to do the podcast. Now, this was in the early days where we were not very popular. No, this is, are you kidding? Are you joking with this? My top broke. (laughs) I can't work under these conditions. Someone get me a new pose. Two hundred and one is my. That's my limit. I can't. <laughs> my <Well>, bad. <laughs> Just a little drink. Have a little drink while I continue with my story. We had to hurry up and finish the podcast 
so that we could start printing shirts again. But also we sucked at hurrying up and finishing the podcast because we wanted to like be perfect. So anytime we made like a little like error in the way we're speaking, we're like, stop, start over. And I also just want to mention the fact that the toilet <laughs> was very <laughs> close to where we were recording in the old building. So people had to hold <laughs> People could not go to the bathroom because if you flush the toilet, you'd be able to hear it on the podcast. So people had to hold it until <laughs> we could finish the podcast, which we were not very good at finishing quickly. And that was that. That was a vibe. That was a vibe for sure. Because like the we were in this like old I mean, we're always in an old mill or like an old brick building, but the the toilet just made such a loud flush. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you guys that we also had like we had a stoplight that we put at the bottom of the stairs, and when the red light was on, Josh had to shut the fuck up. <laughs> there was no door. We had no door. Mm -hmm. It was a huge open space with no door to go up and down the stairs. So people would just come up the stairs. They didn't know. And they'd be like, hey, hello. You guys and are like, just to give you guys, you probably have caught on to this. We're located in New Bedford, Massachusetts. And we work with all of our closest friends and family. So there sometimes is a lot of loud, like Portuguese talking <laughs> Where you're like, you don't need to speak that loudly, but like, it's very New Bedford. And, and they just come in, hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? I'll see you later. And it's just like, shut up. We're recording a podcast right now. It's real professional. And we've dropped all the New Bedford out of this. So please stop inserting it. So when I think about, well, anyways, I mean... People couldn't flush the toilet, guys. It was, it, I think about specifically when I think back on like fond, not fond, this was not a fond memory for me, but when I think about the amount of times that I made you record the first episode. Yeah, we threw out our first episode multiple times. Also, Rachel cried about recording a podcast and basically had an existential crisis about it that she did not want to be recorded and <laughs> just didn't feel like she could do it. I mean, here's the thing. I still think that multiple days. <laughs> <laughs> multiple times. But it's a, it's a real thing. And like, bring it back to imposters. I, I think people should understand the fact that like, sometimes you do not choose a thing it's it like chooses you I, that's how I sometimes feel about a lot of things <laughs> with like having a sister <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of things regarding the community outreach and the way and the platform that we have and how we've cho how we've chosen to use it I never ever wanted to be any kind of a public figure. I never wanted to be, these were never goals in my life. In fact, the complete opposite. I would have always preferred to fly under the radar and and not be in a public forum for up for people's opinion of what <laughs> saying or looking like or doing. It just, it's not my vibe. It's for some people. It was never for me. And the fact that I'm doing this 
201 times now. It isn't where I'm comfortable still, but it is my responsibility because I just feel like sometimes if if you're given a certain platform, you owe something. And I know a lot of fitness companies don't feel like this because I don't think there's any that have a podcast. (laughs) So some people just be like, yeah, we're selling leggings and fitness clothes and that's what we do. And that's the end of our responsibility. Like, that's it. We just sell the leggings and we call it a day. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but I'm also saying that for me, it was important to do a little bit more than sell the leggings. And even though it wasn't something that came natural to me and it was something that I really, really avoided at first and had existential crises about and sometimes still do, I am glad to know that I have had some impact outside of providing cool fitness clothes. Yeah, for uh, I, I, I definitely think that there is always a lot struggle internally with things like that. But I really love being able to talk to our community. I love being able to keep a pulse on or have a voice in things that people want to hear about. And I think it's really important that when you've been able to create something and impact people's lives around you and see how much you're you have the ability to impact people's lives with just your words and your actions and things. And I think this was, you know, going back to the start of the podcast is like when I was, I was working at, as a social worker and I was running a a lift program, which is lives and forward transition. And I was having the ability to impact individuals on improving their life, developing life skills, you know, developing confidence and, and things like that. And I learned that I was really good at inspiring people to do that. And I felt like the more, the more we went about growing the community, I felt like it was really important that that talent wasn't left to just people you could touch daily, that it had to be shared. And it, it really should be, you find something that you feel like I might be good at this. <laughs> like, I think you should do it. Even if it's scary or goes against other parts of your personality. Cause like something about that is that we're all so multifaceted. Like there are so many layers and to each of us and one can show up stronger on one day than the other days. And there are definitely days where I struggle with like, I don't have anything intelligent to say. And you know, and I'm very real about that, but there are other days where I'm like, this is important to talk about and somebody's got to do it and you're brave enough to do it. Like, it's just one of those things where it just like has its like ebbs and flows. And I think it's important for people to know that because whatever thing that you're in, in some days you feel like this is exactly where I'm meant to be. And some days you feel like, how did I get here? Like me too, girl, me too. I think that is also a good segue into one of my most underrated episodes. Cause I also made, a list of episodes I thought were underrated and the be bad at something episode comes to my mind because um, you don't actually have to be good at something to do it. And I don't know that that wasn't just groundbreaking and earth shaking to me because I have always 
I think we were definitely raised. And also, this is a personal thing that I, I hold extremely high standards on like that you have to excel at everything you do. And if you're not, if you're not excelling, you're not trying. Or you're not excelling, you're wasting your time. Right. And, and just don't do it because like, why are you even bothering? And that episode that we did in the research that I did around, you know, just enjoying something and to enjoy it with not the, the constant goal of improvement or being the best or excelling or even having anyone notice that you were even half decent at it, that that isn't actually the point because enjoyment can lie in just doing the thing. And I remember like a an example or a quote we used from that episode, which it was like, if you want to start a YouTube channel and it's cringe, who cares? Like, who cares? If you enjoy doing the thing that you're doing, you absolutely owe it to no one to be good at that thing. And sometimes I just, I like to fall back on that because I really do enjoy the work that we do. And sometimes I'm not great at it and I don't have to be. That's so true. I I love that you brought that one up because I kind of forgot about be bad at something, but it was more along the recent ones because that was episode 159. But I definitely think that's underrated. But, you know, it's one of those that like I try and wrap my head around because I'm like, Kelsey, you do not have to be good at something. But I also have a balance of like, I do things because they're fun and I enjoy them. And I do seek those things out. But then I try and get competitive with them. (laughs) I recently started shooting hoops and I was like, I'm not good at basketball. It's like totally fine. But then I was like, well, I'll get five from this spot and don't miss any in between. And then I started doing this whole thing and I was just like, just shoot around. It's hard. It's a lot of unlearning and I'm still working on it. But I think it's another one of those freeing concepts that just lets you really pursue the joys in your life rather than constantly pursuing goals of success, which are also great, but like doesn't have to be. It's not everything. It's not everything. Do you have an underrated episode? I mean, I liked, I I don't know. I'm not sure. I put one more. Do you want to borrow mine? (laughs) Photos? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, Remember the example of like, you know, people were, we were seeing over and over at this time, people coming in and saying, and really dissecting, I'm putting this in air bunnies, guys, before and after photos of like, do you see a difference? Can, do my legs look a little bit smaller here? I've been working really hard. Can you notice? Or just the idea of really picking apart photos, which is a a common thing that we see among women and also the idea of not taking photos and not being in them for fear of them not being truly representative of what you're feeling in your mind and in your body. That's happened to all of us. We've taken a picture, been feeling like a freaking rock star, took a look at it and went, that is not me. (laughs) That is not me. I don't know who you took a picture of, but I look great and I can't understand what's happening there. And then the next time that comes around, we say like, "Eh, maybe not on the picture. And we talked about specifically with moms not being in the photos and the impact that that leaves 
when you're gone. And I just, we had discussed in that episode how when you see a beautiful moon, every single time you try to take a picture of it, it never, ever, ever looks like what you're seeing in person and how the nuances of the camera work and how a photo of you is not representative of what people are actually seeing with their eyes. And I think that's an underrated episode because I think it is definitely a concept that needs to be unlearned and also constantly, (laughs) you have to constantly remind yourself because you're going to get another bad photo, right? And the idea of being in photos is for your people, I think is one that it's really important for women to hear. I I 100% agree with the underrated idea of that. And it's one of the things we face on a daily basis. I also want to insert, listen to that episode because we talk about all the nuances of what the camera is not capturing and that that's not an actual representation of what you look like. So like, just like full stop there, but I want to insert something that I think that I've come to the realization after we recorded that episode that I kind of wish I said, there are times where you are in a certain space and you look at a photo and you see something that isn't even necessarily representing what you're actually seeing. And it just has to do with the headspace that you're in. And I, the one example that I can think of that stands out in my mind, I used to hate it's like so sad. I used to hate photos where I was laughing or I was like laughing really hard because like my like smile was too bad. You could see my gums. I like picked apart like the like face that I was making. And then like later on in my life, I would look at one of those same pictures where I was just like laughing, like full joy was like being poured out of my pores and it was captured in a photo. And I was like, I love that photo. Because like, I am so freaking happy. And the face that I'm making is so irrelevant to the joy that I'm clearly feeling there. And like, it's just one of those like mindset switches that like doesn't happen even with a different photo. It's only the person that's looking at it. (laughs) Just the fact that someone could ever look at upon their own joy with criticism. It's, I, I think it's just a really, it's a concept that it makes me tear up because I know that so many people have, have done this. You know, you have, I've even seen a trend with it where people have been like, there's a trend right now of like pa- practicing my wedding smile and like before you do it and then how it turned out and like, just that it wasn't the like perfect half smile you thought it would be because you were just exuding full joy and like it just goes along the same lines of like be more subdued because that's cuter and that's more desirable and that's what we're looking for when like no I'm looking to be a whole ass bunch of happy Kelsey (laughs) like it's just like it's like don't even try and like restrain it or try to like hold it down just like let it go isn't that Isn't that a concept? I love that concept. I'm here for that. I'm glad that's 130. If anyone's looking for that episode on um, photos, photos ain't it. Episode 130. I, lastly, I'm really glad that you briefly touched upon, you know, something that you wish you had said. 
there are many things over 200 episodes that I wish I had said. There are some things that I wish I had not said. (laughs) There are some things that I could have said way better. And I just want to thank you. And I want to thank everybody who has enjoyed the podcast, who has listened to the podcast, who has given us feedback on the podcast, because I think that the only way to really put forth these messages of bravery is to be brave yourself. I just don't think that I could be as authentic to women when I want to get across messages of how they can do anything, how they have no limits, how they can say what they want to say and they don't have to apologize. I just don't think I could do that. And then at the same time say, well, I'd, you know, I'd really like to reach more people with that message, but you know, (laughs) it's going to like kind of open me up to criticism or I could say the wrong thing or whatever. I just want to say that to everybody who has listened to the podcast and, and is a faithful, loyal to listener to us. Thank you so much for giving me the space to make mistakes, and to be authentic, even when sometimes it might not be <laughs> who because you are. even authentic, like that's a, like even authentic, you are like, yeah, that's, that's how I said that I was being true. But you listen to it back and you're like, it's not exactly how I meant that. You know what I mean? Like it was being, being true, but like, it's not exactly how I meant it. I could have said it better. It's like, we're all doing that. Yeah. And also like, it's a day, it's a snippet. You know, I, I've thought about this a lot about the, (laughs) the thoughts of a single day and where I've been at in my life on that day, what has happened previous to that, after that. And like you said, like just feeling the inadequacies of that and the, and the weight of that, of like, this is out there now. And maybe I don't even feel like that. Maybe I was just on my period. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I was hangry. Like these are real things. And I'm just really grateful to the people that have just given us this space and this, in this platform, we reached a million downloads and then we reached 2 million downloads. And I just, I I'm forever grateful for the ability to do this work at the same time as having people who are supporting the message and also understanding that we're just people. Mm-hmm. And we're doing our damn best. We're doing our damn best. And that's all we can do for women around us though. Right. It's like provide that space and understanding and human capacity. And the more that we do that for ourselves and each other, the more we can present that with the world. And like, I always like, I went back to that recently where I was like, you show a lot of kindness for or in space for other people to make mistakes. Like, are you doing that same? Are you holding that same space for yourself? And I was like, not as much. We're a bit critical over here. (laughs) But I think that uh, an adjustment, you know, that I've been just thinking about lately is starting with holding that same space 
and kindness for yourself to just be, you're more authentic when you hold this space with other people. You're more authentic when you sit and you listen and you say like, I know that you might make mistakes when you're talking to me and that's okay. Cause I'm going to do the same thing. Like it's, it's just like we give and take with each other. And I, I just want to echo that too of like, thank you. Guys, thank you guys. We got we're 201th episode and we couldn't be, I couldn't be more proud to have you guys as our community and to be just like on this ride with you. Cause like we've talked a lot about like how this went for us, but like you were involved in every piece of that and, you know, giving the feedback week to week and then, or even just you know, having to release one episode and then being like, I don't know if we should do it again. And the community being like, yes, you can, you do it even more. And like, if you were one of those people like Siobhan, Liz Anderson, Snyder, Janine, like all, I'm obviously not going to be able to name all of the people that have impacted, you know, some of the things that have pushed us to get to 201, but you guys are all in there. McCarthy has said Laura McCarthy. Sorry. Laura McCarthy. Very. Yeah. <laughs> oh, should we be saying last name? <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Jessica, I'll leave it at that. (laughs) But you guys have like literally just like been there as much as we could even hope and dreams about just like to keep this going and to keep our community such an amazing tight knit community as we have grown and making space for new members every single day. And you guys are, you guys are that you guys are a part of that and we love it. So hopefully you've enjoyed the last 200 episodes and this 201th was a nice recap for you. If you heard anything today that you were like, I have not heard that episode before. Maybe I want to take a listen. Definitely go back and hear how far we've come. (laughs) No. Um, But some of those topics are really important ones and ones that uh, even could be listened to twice for sure. You guys, thank you for 200. Kelsey, thank you for 200. And cheers to 200 more. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. Maybe, maybe, maybe like, let's commit to 20. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do five more. We'll do four. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenges, and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out ConstantlyVariedGear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.